Are you ready to bring your real estate game to the next level? My name is James Prendamano. I'm the CEO and founder of Pre-Real. And over the past 25 years, I've closed over a billion dollars in transactional real estate. Each week, I'm meeting with outstanding investors, high-performing individuals, and visionaries operating in the real estate space. These are the people that are actually out there in the real estate game right now getting it done. This podcast aims at bringing anyone's game to the next level. This is the Pre-Real Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Pre-Real Podcast. We're joined today by Krista Mayshore. Now, as I was going over uh, kind of our cut sheets and prep sheets for Krista, and uh, as we always do, I I took a deep dive on the content, and I wanted to have a a good sense of who was joining us. I I stumbled, Krista, with, you know, do I say she's a... you know, a firecracker or, you know, do I say that she's a real spitfire and like short, anything short of like nuclear explosion, I feel didn't uh, capture your energy. Uh, Krista is top 1% of, of realtors nationwide for 20 years running. Okay. She sold over 2,300 homes. She's top 1% of coaches nationwide, best-selling author on four different books. Uh, she was named among the top 125 impactful leaders in 2022, uh, recognized by Forbes, Wall Street Journal, NBC, Fox, like we're talking Tony Robbins and folks along that elk. Uh, She is an absolutely amazing woman, tremendous energy, brilliant entrepreneur. And that's what we've got for the intro, Krista. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, James. I appreciate you having me. Do you like to call James or Jim? James, Jim, whatever, whatever suits you. I like to call you what you like to be called. So it's, I'll call you James. Cause <laughs> there you go. Thanks for having me on here. I'm excited to be here. I know, I know we were just talking about earlier, like we, you know, there's so many ways to do real estate now and it has changed and adapted so much over the years, but it seems like sometimes real estate agents just have a reluctance. They're very reluctant to, to make the change. So we're hoping to get people excited about, about kind of seeing business in a new way today. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into to some of the the tips and tricks and some of kind of the foundational principles that you you've been building upon, uh, could you share with the audience a little bit about the pre real estate journey, how you ended up making, you know, taking the plunge and jumping into the game, if you will? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I used to be a teacher. I taught third grade for six years. I have a master's degree in curriculum and instruction. And my goal was to be a principal. I wanted to be a principal and I've been playing with dolls and playing school since I was like pretty much born. Um, And so I I was, I was a teacher and my daughter ended up getting really, really sick. And um, I I ended up having to leave uh, teaching so that I could stay home with her and make sure that she met her milestones. And they told me that she was, you know, probably not going to make it several times. So um, she ended up being fine, but I wanted to make sure I I was able to care for her as her mom. And so I decided to leave teaching and be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And I thought, you know, I'll get, I'll get into real estate and I'll just sell a couple homes a year. And crazy enough, you could sell, you know, five or six homes a year and make what I was making as a teacher back then, which was just unbelievable. And that was my goal. And then I found out very shortly thereafter that my husband at the time was having an affair. And I came home to a to drained bank accounts, a brand new house with a huge mortgage payment, um, and a woman like picking up my daughters to take them off for uh, Thanksgiving while I sat at home feeling sorry for myself. So <laughs> I realized I can't, I, I got to change and I have to really not just play real estate, but I've got to like go all in. And so I decided to go all in and here we are. So 
a remarkable story and it speaks to your resiliency. And, and I think what I wanted to talk about before we get into, you know, kind of the actual systems, the, the mindset there, you can pile as many systems as you want on top of somebody if they're not in the right mindset and they're not ready to absorb, adapt, and and deploy whatever it is that that particular system uh, speaks to. They're just a pile of systems, right? So, what what is it that triggers folks? What is it that takes the difference of you had said, you know, you were sitting home uh, feeling bad for yourself. A lot of us never get out of that place. A lot of us are stuck there for our lives, but, you know, we, we see the opportunity and the potential, but we never kind of get it going. What was it for you that, that got you moving? And what is it that we can do for, for the other folks out there that are in similar situations or just looking to kind of take that next step, but haven't yet? So I, I love that question. And let me kind of, back up just a little bit and then we can get into the good stuff, which honestly, I think this is the good stuff because I believe mindset is more important than skill set, right? So um, the reason why I was so just, I had to get, had to keep my kids safe in their home and to push through is because I haven't lived at home since I was 13 years old. Um, there was some physical abuse happening at, at, at my home from my mother who I absolutely adore. She's one of my best friends now. She's helped me heal and recover. Um, she admitted to the abuse, but I had, I left home at 13, found myself living on the streets. I was running away for over a year. Um, ended up in juvenile hall for several months, then got sent to a group home for over a year. Um, it was so funny. The, the group home was called hidden Hills group home for girls. And I always laugh because there was nothing hidden about it. I was dropped off every day in this big, huge green bus Base labeled Hidden Hills Group Home for Girls. It should have been labeled like worse grew ups, which meant that people in high school ignored us and they made fun of us and they berated us because we were like the special bad kids, right? And so then from there, I got sent to a foster home. So I lived in a foster home through my remaining um, childhood. And so I have not lived at home since I was 13. And, you know, I just decided I wanted more for my life. And I, I mean, when you're a, a victim of child abuse, it, there is a lot of mental stuff that happens. You, you don't feel good enough. You feel unloved. You don't feel wanted. You're always trying to like prove yourself and you're just grasping for acceptance, if that makes sense. And so I've had to spend a lot of work on my mental psyche and my mindset. And so I read a ton of books um, and I, you know, I, I, I wear this bracelet and it's called Stop, Snap and Switch. And I'm actually writing a book on it right now, which I'm, it's my I've written four best-selling books, but this is like my passion project. And it talks all about mindset because if you can control your mind and your thoughts, what people don't understand is that your thoughts, your, you know, your, you know, what you're thinking, your philosophies, your beliefs, those turn into your actions, your rituals, your habits, your routines, which that turns into your life, right? Your outcome, your successes, your results. And it all starts from your thoughts. So we have between 30,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day, according to Google. Forgive me if I'm wrong. That's what Google says, right? And many of those thoughts are negative. There's a lot of predisposition that we have towards negative thinking. And negative thinking brings a, 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 about negative actions, which bring out negative results. So I like, I, I call it the stop, snap, and switch strategy. So anytime you have a negative thought, it might be like, I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too heavy. It's too hard. I suck at technology. I don't like the way I look, or I don't like the way I sound on video. I can't do this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a brand new agent. There's too much competition. Oh my God, the interest rates, the economy, all those things are negative thinking and the market is between your ears it's whatever you say it is so i teach people how to how to really 
focus on what they're thinking, what they're saying to themselves. So anytime you have a negative thought, any one of those things I just said, or anything else, I'm going to stop and recognize it. You snap, you take the bracelet, you move it to the other hand, and you restate, you switch the bracelet, and you restate that thinking. So for me, for example, when I left real estate to be a full-time coach, I, I, I could have, my thinking could have been, well, no one is going to listen to me. I'm just the girl from, you know, juvenile hall, the girl that went their bed until she was 13, the girl who couldn't read until she was in fourth grade. Like, how, who are you to coach people? Or I could say, you've been a top 1% real estate agent for 20 years. You've sold, you know, 2,300 homes. You're a digital marketing expert. You are the best person in the world to teach these people. It's just what I say. So I have learned to really control my thoughts and to control the things I say to myself and the things I think about, because I know that, and there's so much scientific research about this. We have the potential of our brains, the potential is everything. And so I teach people how to get their, their thinking in check so they can get their life in check. So it's interesting. Um, I, I want to pause on this for a minute and make sure that the audience is fully understanding and digesting uh, what Chris is saying here. The negative thoughts, some sometimes the you know those of us that use humor to cope um, will will vocalize and will joke, you know, kind of the self-deprecating humor, right? Um, many of us do that, many of us don't. It all starts with the thought. If you're having negative thoughts, whether you're expressing them or not, that is where it all begins, folks. I think it was uh, Chris that said, "Thought lead thoughts and uh, leads to beliefs, and beliefs lead lead to action." It all starts in between the ears, and if we're not correct there, then the result, right, the outward presentation, never can be right. Uh, so mindset is such a critical. It's everything because without the mindset. Like like we said, it, it's just a stack of of systems that have nowhere to go. So, uh, at what point did you recognize that? I, like it, that level of self awareness is few and far between. Many of us never ever ever get there. Uh, I'm still working very very hard at it. I've been in the business for 25 years. We've had a lot of success. Uh, but I'm still working really hard to kind of go back in and and reprogram to to reach that next level. At what point did you recognize these things? And was it uh, was it through uh, therapy and speaking to people? Was it books? What what brought you to that kind of point where you realized, hey, I've got to stop? Mm-hmm. It's so funny. People ask you that all the time. I, I don't I wish I had like the defining moment that happened. Right. I really don't. Um, you know, I, I was always like a great kid. I was a great kid who was in a bad circumstance. And so, you know, they were like, how is this girl in the foster home? And how is she, you know, still getting straight A's? And I, like, I had a learning disability when I was younger and they put me in special education class because I couldn't read from the abuse, right? I had a really bad learning disability, literally what the bed, like I said, until I was like 10 or 13. And then they, they taught me how to read and they taught me, you know, how to, how to do this. But I always had a strong drive. Like I was always, so once I got out of that, that special education class, I was always, like a straight A student, not because I'm smart, because I'm really not. <laughs> I'm like one of the least smart people you'll meet. I'm not saying that negatively, like to stop, snap, and switch. I, I'm not, you know, this Einstein, but I'm a very hard worker and I push through things. Like that's, I have a really great drive to be to be the best I can be. And I, I push and I keep learning until it, it happens. But I just, you know, I learned I wanted more in my life. And I learned in order for me to get, to, like there's no one coming to save me. 
right? I learned very early on that when, when I turned 18 and graduated from high school and my foster parents kicked me out because the money wasn't coming anymore and that was why they had me, I learned very quickly that no one is coming to save me and I have to save myself, right? And so I just got obsessed about reading and, you know, I listened to at least one, maybe two audiobooks a week and I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to the same book four and five times because I'm really trying to master things. And, um, I try, I just, I, you know, you are the closest association to the five people that you surround yourself with. So I, I'm really cognizant of who I'm spending my time with and hiring the right coaches and the right mentors. And I just, I, I read and I, there's so much evidence about your brain and, you know, the thoughts turn into actions, turn into your outcome. Right. And you can literally, we have, humans have the ability to create any destiny that they want, whether it be good or bad. Like we have, we were genetically built and wired. Our brains are wired for success. They are like we were wired, our creator, your universe, God, whatever you want to call it. He created us. They to, to be successful. But so many of us, like we're our worst, like we say things to ourselves. We would never say to anyone else. We do things to ourselves. We would never do to anyone else. Like we lie to ourselves all the time. The biggest lie that you can tell is the lie you tell yourself, the lie that you're going to try and you stop the lie that you're going to like do this thing. And you don't like it's just, and it's just, it just ruins us. Right. So I learned very early on that I liked the feeling of, of feeling good about myself. I liked the feeling of success. I liked the feeling of being happy. And, you know, if you read Napoleon Hill, uh, Think and Grow Rich, there's 13 success habits that every single successful people, whether it be successful in business or successful in, you know, whatever their thing is, there's 13 habits that every single person, he literally interviewed thousands of people from across the country. And they all have these 13 success habits. And one of them was belief right? They believed in, in themselves. They believed they could do it. Another one was persistence. They were persistent, right? They were persistent. They were just decisive in nature. There's these habits. And the cool thing about them is that they, they none of these people were born with these habits. All these habits can be learned. They can be learned. They can be taught if you want to, right? Another one was a burning desire. Like, and, and I think so many times people were told to, to have goals and to know why we want things. And people just kind of like shuffle over it because they don't think it's really important. But I'll tell you what, when my ex-husband at the time, who's still the ex-husband, but when he left me with two kids, you know, age two and four, with a, no money in the bank and a brand new mortgage payment, literally, we, we just bought a house six months earlier, and everything was wiped away. My burning desire to keep my kids safe and to keep a head over their roof and to turn that backyard into the beautiful uh, memories and was that burning desire is what helped me sell 69 homes my first year in the business, right? It's, wow. I had a reason I did not want, I was in a foster home. I was in a group home. I, I suffered from physical abuse. I had to keep my kids safe. Knowing what your why is so important. Having a desire to do so, right? Um, so that, that burning desire was, it was huge. And, you know, I got into real estate and here's, I'll, I'll give you some advice. People ask me, how the hell did you sell 69 homes your first year? All of them were buyers, by the way. And then quickly I, I, I switched them to sellers. But the way that I did that was I looked at what people were doing and I, I thought, how can I do better? How can I take what people are doing and do more? How can I, how can I like literally have a unique value proposition? So when I sold my first house, I put money away for marketing and I started marketing. And I remember when I had my first listing and when everybody back then was, was doing black and white flyers, if they were even doing black and white flyers, right? I would do like four page bright glossy brochures. I'd take 
you know, a, a CD and I put 50 pictures on the CD and I put them a little, a little thing on the sign with the CDs. I marketed my properties on Comcast television. I got an ad at the, um, at the movie theater and did a video like many years ago, I spent $3,000 and did a video and put my video in the movie theaters. I bought, put myself on the buses. Like I did all of that, um, within my first year, two years in being in the business. And I, I literally dominated I was, I, I was like a, like a tornado that just seemed to have showed up out of nowhere, but it was because I invested in myself. I studied the market and I did what, if people weren't doing something, I capitalized on it. If they were doing it, I figured out how can I do that better? And I, I invested, I invested in training back then and still do to this day. Um, and I just decided like, I'm going to be doing what no one else is <laughs> like, like they're, everyone in this city is going to know who I am. And, um, I learned the skills to do it and that's, that's how I did it, you know? So, so, you know, I was smirking as you were, were going through all of the little iterations, um, and improvements and action items that you pursued in that first year. I, I also did many of them on the commercial side. I, I did a lot of commercial work. Um, but I have found that it is very difficult to translate that fire, that passion, that tenacity to others. Mm -hmm. Um, Resources, I think, have become our biggest enemy. I think that people are too comfortable today. um, And absent that necessity, there is always an excuse and always a reason. Like you said, oh, I don't like the way I look in video. I don't like the way I sound. My broker should be doing that for me. You know, blah, 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 blah. There's too much competition. There's not enough inventory. It's always, yes. I, I agree. I, I absolutely agree. Can that be taught? Can that fire and that tenacity, can that be taught? Or is that just something that Krista and people like Krista have in their DNA? Seriously. No, I, so I, I don't, I think it's very difficult to, to teach drive. Like I've learned that it's very difficult to teach drive, but the biggest thing that you, people need to learn is they need to have belief, right? So like, um, every month I do a three-day boot camp, and my my coach told me, Krista, you you can't teach these people everything you've learned in 30 in 20 years. You can't teach them all the digital marketing that you've learned in 10. Um, you know, you can't you can't teach them that. You've got to teach, you've got to get them to believe that they can do it. And that's also one of the success principles. You've got to get them to believe that they can do it. And so And then you've got to, because people just need, like they need their GPS, they need help. They need to believe they can do it and they need help getting there. So let me give you an example with this. Um, I Like I believe in fast tracking results. So I love paying for speed. I will pay um, people for for things to collapse timeframes all day long. And it's so funny in real estate. It's, I think it's the most lucrative business you can almost be in. It's one of the most lucrative professions, right? I remember my, my best month in real estate and I don't live in, these are like the houses we're selling for around $400,000. Okay. My best month in real estate, I did, I sold 26 homes in one month, resulting in 360 some odd thousand dollars in commission in one month. I made $60,000 in a full year after teaching for six years with a master's degree as a teacher. My first year in, in, in uh, teaching, I made 30 grand in a year. It, there's so much money to be made in real estate, but people are not willing to invest in the skills and the knowledge and the know-how. You don't need to be learned to be a top producer. You need to learn how to be a marketer. 
right? Yep. Market yourself, market your listings. Anytime anybody thinks real estate or their community, they need to be thinking about you. I've trademarked the term community market leader and that's the way it should be. And that's that was the, you know, when the market crashed, James, I remember I had sold 169 houses my, my best year in real estate by myself. There was no other licensed agent. It was just me. And I had an assistant and a transaction coordinator. It was freaking crazy, right? That they were all short, they were all foreclosures. I had 13 different banks I worked for. And all of a sudden the market got better. And my I went from 169 down to 12. Okay. Crazy enough, I still made so much money that year because that was when the market was going crazy and they were paying like six percent commission. They were paying like hundred thousand dollar bonuses. It was it was insane. But all of a sudden, nobody knew who I was because for the previous five years, I was just selling foreclosures. I wasn't marketing them or doing any of that because they were flying off the shelves, right? Yep. And I went on a listing appointment and I lost the listing. And they said, Krista, we really liked you, but the last guy called you a foreclosure queen. And I was like, oh my God, I am a foreclosure queen and nobody knows me. So I started researching, like, what are the Fortune 500 companies doing? How does Google and Nike and, you know, how are these, 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 these forces to be reckoned with? How do they market? And they, they, they do what is called content marketing, right? They're always putting out content. They're always, and so I, I uh, have the term engagement marketing. So I want to put content out there and I want to engage my community in the con with the content. I want to add value and figure out what people's problems are and be the solution to those problems. And I want to show up where they're looking all the time so it's impossible for them to forget about me. And so I complete. I made the choice. I remember calling my, my lender and I says, I want to dominate these two neighborhoods. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do what I call digital location domination. We're going to start, you know, running ads on online. We're going to run ads on Facebook. We're going to use video. We're also going to make sure we send a postcard every 10 days to every single community in every single house in this area. Everyone's going to know who we are. And she was like, okay, you're crazy, but I trust you. And we did it and we dominated, right? Like, so within a year, it was back up over hundred homes a year. And they, none of them were, were foreclosures or short sales. They were traditional sales. But it was because I was willing to invest in my marketing dollar, invest in the knowledge to learn how, and I was consistent and I did not give up. The biggest mistake that I see people doing is they give up too soon. And there's a study called the change or die study. It was basically uh, people that were dying of, uh, they were going to die of, of heart, had heart problems. And the doctors told them, if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you are going to have a heart attack and you're going to die. You've got to stop doing what you're doing. After a year, nine out of 10 people could not make the change, even with death on the line. I mean, with death on the line, James. However, yeah. there was another group of people, same thing. They were, the doctor told them you're going to die, but they gave them accountability. They gave them coaching and they gave them the support, a support group. Out of that group, after a year, 77% of them were able to make the change. Wow. So, you just need your GPS. You just need help. The biggest mistake that people make is thinking they can just figure it out and do it on their own. Like, you know, like you said, you said to me before, what was before or after? Like, we both know that agents don't have support. They don't have help. They don't, like they're told, oh, use this thing, but no one teaches them or coaches them on how to do it. So everybody fails. And they don't have the support they need to learn how to truly be different and unique. And most people are not willing. I mean, even if you only make a $3,000 commission, okay? That is more money than most people make in a month. Yep. Right. Just from one house. You could just, and some people are can make 30,000 a commission or a hundred thousand or 20,000. It's like, figure it the hell out and you will be a rich, rich person, but don't, there's so much competition. You, you can't be doing what everyone else is doing. And most people that complain about having to reduce their commission, they're still being paid too much because they're doing, they're doing nothing. They're putting a sign up. They're holding an open house. You're getting yep. paid too much. You've got to be doing more. These people deserve it. So sorry, tangent. Most people, um, 
most agents, they, they don't get there. I would venture a guess and say eight to nine out of 10 agents don't put a single dollar aside when they get a closing check for future marketing. They, they just don't do it, right? The, the, the process of, and, and we, we were talking offline earlier, we launched pre-rail and created, uh, I brought in uh, someone from Apple to become our uh, CMO. They're running all of the ads, they're generating content, they're pumping out all sorts of information for the brand, right? Uh, but trying to motivate and inspire folks to fall in under that flag and produce the content and get out and and market, right? Pursue. Uh, you've got to put your flag down. I think there is competition. There's a lot of competition, Krista, but it's not fierce competition. It's volume competition. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we you, you can take a brand new agent and, or somebody that moves into a brand new area and you, within 12 months, they can be beating out top producers just by being different because the, the community, the real estate community, the, your sellers and buyers know that they deserve more. And they do. They know that you are being overpaid and you're not doing enough, right? I, I I was laughing, and I don't I don't sell real estate now. I'm I'm like the face of the company, so I record the videos and I do all of that stuff, and my and I market them. And my brother goes on the appointments. He talks to buyers and sellers, and you know we still did um, over a million dollars in gross commission last year without me ever talking to anybody, right? Because we're we're using marketing, but. We can show a seller, you know, when people were saying over the past six months, oh, marketing's not important. Houses are flying off the shelf. And I was like, well, actually, it, it makes about $166,000 difference. And here is all the data to show it. It, it does make a difference to yep. you hire. And when you could, I always call it winning before you arrive. You need to win before you arrive, right? And people need to be thinking about you, not when they're ready to make a decision, but way before, because they are thinking about it for a long time. So if somebody has to ask the question, who should I call? And you're being referred to, it's, you're already too late. They're going to give 800 people. People need to be knowing about you, your product, your service, what you offer, how, what makes you truly different, how you can serve them, how you can solve their problems. And they can like way before they're ready. Right. Uh, and if you can do that, you're winning before you arrive, like before anybody, um, before a listing appointment, there is like, I've had, you know, people have seen me consume my videos, watched my content, gone to my landing pages, gone to my funnels. When they raise their hand and say, hey, can I have a, a market analysis? I've like drop off my book. I drop off my marketing plan. I drop off a seller's guide. I send them to a 17 minute marketing presentation video, which by the way, they watch. I send them to a funnel that's got 23 videos on it all about selling. I mean, by the time I get there, they're like, how do we sign? Like, Krista, what do we do? Right? Like, we love you. Don't worry about, they don't have, they're not asking about commission. They're, you know, they're canceling their appointments with the other people that they were going inter to interview because I'm not just doing what everyone else is and we can show them and, and they know that they need that. No one has just been able to, to put it into words yet. So that is how a, a new agent can beat a top producer because most top producers are top producer by default. They've just been the, been that person. Um, I can tell you, James, time after time, we have taught people how to beat top producers. And they're like, man, it was it was easy because they just aren't doing the kind of things that I just said. So we, we've been talking to to agents and um, inspiring folks to start changing their mindset because that next generation, you know, most of the top producers today uh, are more seasoned. Right. They tend to be the the agents and brokers that have been around for a long time. They've got a lot of contacts. Uh, they've kind of got their book rolling. Uh, but there is another generation coming 
and they're coming fast and they are deploying all of those tools in the toolbox. And if you don't start uh, really dramatically changing your approach, those kids are going to be the top producers. And I'm not talking about 10 years from now. I'm talking about imminently in the next year or two, those kids that did grow up with an iPhone in their hand that do know all of the details, SEO and SEM and display and all of the different platforms and all of the different ways to connect. They understand content marketing. They enjoy it. They're comfortable with it. It's what they consume. So it's a natural fit for them to produce. Um, They're coming quick. And to to get folks to to recognize that and you know uh, so so the audience understands you know uh, when i have folks on the show there's a lot of people we pass on right and and as i was diving into krista's content uh her podcast by the way fired up outstanding they're uh, for the most part shorter episodes they're to the point they're gold if you're in in the business gold in in many of those episodes and one of your episodes talked about how you win and you touched on a little bit of it now uh every listing appointment because before you get there the marketing plan you're dropping off in advance your sales funnel the video you wrote a book about each one of the markets that you're focusing on how to sell your home in this market how you sell right and that's the type of investment of time and, and intellectual capital that's required to win today. And once you've created that marketing plan, once you've written that book, once you've created those 20 videos in the funnel that you want your sellers to, all of the sellers, the stats are out there, folks. Look it up. What do people search when they want to sell their home? And a whole bunch of questions come up. Create yeah. videos that answer those questions. Put them on a, a, your YouTube channel and direct your potential clients to the channel. It's that simple. Uh, but so many people don't do it, Krista. So let's speak to the folks out there that are in the business that want to take the next step or the new folks that are just getting in. Where do we start? Where do we start to get right? And I love how you you get this, right? Like, so your content will be working for you while you're sleeping. That's okay. Right. Like it's called views while you snooze. Okay. While you're, while you're, you know, you want to market one to many, not one-to-one. Mm-hmm. An open house is one-to-one uh, video and putting content like mar- where, where people are at, like social media and online is marketing one to many. Right. And I don't, once I record it, I'm done. I can, I can have organic traffic. I can, I can send paid traffic to it. I can talk to a seller and be like, Hey, just go ahead and watch my, my recent market update. Um, in fact, before I got on this call, my brother and I were downstairs, um, doing a market update of, a, so we're, we, we listed a house in, uh, in this city called Oakley and in this specific neighborhood, anytime we list a house, we do a, a marketing campaign where we target, sell we target that neighborhood, um, digitally. And we also target it uh, like with with a postcard and on the postcard on the digital the digital flyers that we're doing we have a QR code that then goes to a market update of the entire neighborhood right and so now we're telling them about our listing but we're, more importantly they're knowing what's happening in their area right and it's a video and it's like it's specific and it's unique and it's different and it takes us literally 10 minutes to do not even that like five minutes to do the hardest part is getting the CMA together and getting the tax roll and all that and then you know do, recording the three minute video and then that just goes to a QR code and bam, here I am putting myself in front of the entire area 
anybody can do that. You can just be like, hey, it's Krista. And, you know, everyone's always interested in what their their houses, their houses were. So I went ahead and did a neighborhood value report of what's happening in the market right now in your neighborhood. You don't have to have a listing. You don't have to have work with a buyer. You can just do a report about the, the, the area. Now, here's the thing. I see people getting ready and they're aiming, but they're never firing. They're afraid yeah. I'm going to make a mistake. They're afraid of what they look like. They're afraid of what they sound like. They're afraid no one's going to look at like them. They're who cares? You cannot stick a batter over your head when you leave the house. That's how you look. That's how you sound. That's who you are. Nobody cares as much as you do about any of the things that you're worried about. They just don't care. We're not that important. Okay. Video and properly distributing it. So it's actually seen will be the strongest way for you to dominate any area or any market as quickly as possible. It has helped me build three multi-million dollar companies. I, my, my real estate company, my coaching company, I took the exact same strategy we did in real estate. We applied it to coaching and I'm in the top 1% of coaches nationwide in a matter of a few years, right? We've done, I think, God, close to $45 million, not in like in actual sales. I mean, yep. not like, you know, in a very short time from this strategy. You can do it. Start creating content about your area. Interview local restaurants. What are the things to do nearby? What are the best dog parks in town? Where's a great happy hour? Um, what's what 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 are the schools like in a certain neighborhood? What are the styles of homes? The prices of homes? Why are they different? What are they unique? Interview local professionals, and just do it. Don't worry about the graphics or it being perfect. Just get the content out there. I always say the fastest way to dominate a neighborhood is to pick a neighborhood and create as much content about that neighborhood, like anything and everything about the neighborhood. What's nearby? What's fun to do? What, where can you eat? Um, what are the schools? Um, what's in walking distance? What's the shopping like? Um, prices of homes, styles of homes. You do that, and I will tell you what, in a year, I'm not allowed to say guarantee, but I can pretty much tell you that within a year, if you do that consistently and you put money behind it so it's actually being seen, and you make sure you put it on your website, and on YouTube, because your website and YouTube are owned by Google, the number one search engine in the world, followed by the second most valued search engine, YouTube, that when people go to search, they're going to find you and you will very quickly start selling homes. Now, the problem is this, James, is that people are afraid to start because no one likes to do video. People are, they're definitely afraid of it, but anybody can learn to do it. It's just a matter of getting over your own self, right? And practice will make, will make it easier. But it's a matter of they stop because they don't see the results soon enough. And it takes time, right? Like Rome wasn't built overnight. I love when I have people say, oh my God, you've built this multi-million dollar coaching business, you know, so quickly. I'm like, no, nah, it's been 21 years of me, you know, being a top. It's it's not, it's not four years. It's been 20 years, you know, just, just don't stop and you'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have a boot camp coming up to help uh, inspire folks to kind of get off the sidelines, right? And, and get in and get going. Can you, can you spend a minute or two on the boot camp? Yes. So the boot camp comes up, we do it twice a month. Um, if you just go to kristamayshore.com forward slash bootcamp podcast. So kristamayshore.com forward slash bootcamp podcast, all one word. It'll get you access to our, it's a, it's two and a half days. It's virtual. Um, it's so affordable. It's the cost of a few cups of coffee. And we literally go all into digital marketing and unique selling proposition and finding your client avatar and your niche and how to use video and why. And we just teach people how to become master marketers. And and are you covering any component of mindset in, in oh that? tons? There's thirty 
percent of its mindset. And here's why, because I can give you all the skills in the world, but if I can't get you to do the thing and to believe in yourself, it won't make a difference. So we absolutely incorporate tactical skills, strategy, and mindset throughout the three days. It's, it's fascinating to me that um, rich, rich dad, poor dad does a good job of, of capturing some of this, but there's a negative connotation that some people have with real estate agents, uh, including real estate agents, right? They, they got that perception of themselves. Um, and uh, almost people kind of scoff, oh, you're a realtor, or you're in real estate. Yeah. Listen, folks, there is no better place where you're not trading time for money, where you can scale and you can make real serious money. I don't care what market you're in, in a relatively short period of time. Real estate it, it, it's the greatest business in the freaking world. And I, I think there's just so much negativity around it that people just kind of don't get out of their own way. And they they just keep doing what they've been doing for the last 20 years. And then they wonder why things aren't changing. You know, it's crazy. So, so to go to like the most prestigious colleges in the world, Harvard, Cornell, you know, it, it costs between 60 and $70,000 a year. Do you know after graduating after four or five years, the average person makes around $68,000 a year. And after being in that industry for 12 years, it's around $85,000 a year that they make graduating from those colleges. Now they have hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and to make $65,000 a year or cap at 85, right? Doctors go to school for 13 years. They acquire $500,000 of debt. They work 150 hours a week to make 500 grand a year. After 13, 14, 15 years, yep. you can make that in easily in a year with the right skills, but people just aren't willing to do it. They they are they settle with mediocrity. They don't invest in themselves. They don't invest in the skill. They don't give it the time. Who cares if it takes three years to learn? Who cares? It's going to take you five to get a degree to make crap, you know? Folks, Sorry, I get a little passionate about this. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. You could make that in one deal. I know. The right market, the right discipline. Um, and the right typology as far as asset class goes, you can make that, and we have done that, in one deal. This is an amazing business to be in. I don't think there's ever been a better time to get into real estate. Uh, so, Krista, we're going to have, of course, all the links and all the information where folks can find you. Uh, I'm going to reach out separately. I want to bring all of my team and and join um, your next boot camp. I think it'd be a, a, a great way to, to kind of give a, another advantage to, to my team. So all of that will be below folks, but Krista, just spend one minute on where people can find you the best way to, to reach out, if you will, uh, for, for the coaching, the real estate, the, the books, the whole nine yards. Yeah, you can go to kristamayshore.com and all of it's there. Obviously, I'm on all the socials. You can just uh, Krista Mayshore uh, coaching or just my name and uh, go to the bootcamp, kristamayshore.com forward slash bootcamp podcast. And you, I'll, I'll see you there. And um, yes, I appreciate being on your James. Thank you so much. I love it. Now, oh, this was a, a treat. I really do appreciate the time and we'll catch you at that bootcamp. Okay. Yay. Thank you. Krista Mayshore, everybody. As always, please stay safe. 